This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today, I'm here to talk to you about an intro to self-publishing. These are my notes from Virtual Balticon 54. Um, the panel was described as, so you have a story and you want to publish it yourself. Let's talk about how to get started, how to get noticed, and when you should pay for a professional. The panelists for the titular panel at Virtual Balticon 54 were Kim Hargan as moderator, Jean Cooper, Keith Hughes, Lee Moyer, and Cerise Rennie Murphy. So let's start off at the beginning. Dun, dun, dun. Where did self-publishing come from? Well, back in the olden days, self-publishing wasn't the do-it-yourself thing of today. The only options used to be traditional publishing or vanity presses where you gave them money and they printed your book for you. Buyer beware, vanity presses are still a thing. If you're looking at a small press, make sure they're not asking for money up front. Unless you want to be vanity published, that is totally an option and just know what you're getting into. Now, especially with the advent of publish on demand and eBooks, self-publishing has clearly taken off. And while the unregulated self-publishing market has plenty of wasn't ready to publish offerings that could have been better polished or edited or should have never seen the light of day, it's also been a great place for quality authors to flourish. So, why do some writers decide to self-publish? Now, every writer's journey is different, and when you look into it, their reasons are personal and multitude. But there are some reasons that pop up over and over again uh, for why these writers chose self-publication. First off, they couldn't find an agent or publisher for whatever reason. Secondly, they write for a niche market. Niche markets do excellent on self-publication, um, assuming you can find your market. Third, the author wanted more control over the finished product. There is nothing like self-publication to let you control every step of the process. That of course means you are involved in every step of the process which, you know, may or may not be where you want to spend your energy. And finally, the book was already published and you're switching formats or editing it or what have you and the rights have returned to you. So let's talk about the two most important steps for self-publishing. Step one, you need an editor. When you read your own work, you know so well what it's supposed to say that it can be easy to overlook typos or dropped words because your brain fills them in. Word and Grammarly and the Hemingway app or what have you can only do so much. If you want your book to look professional, you're going to have to pony up some cash. Plus, you're editor can do some Googling and make sure that you're 
characters aren't named after some obscure sex act like one of the uh, panelists said happened to them. Uh, secondly, you need a good cover artist. I know, I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but we all do. A cover can let you know which genre and which subgenre you're reading, and if you've misrepresented that, you're gonna end up with one-star reviews because you've attracted the wrong audience. If it's got a dragon on the cover and it's supposed to be a... Uh, and you're gonna expect a fantasy. If it turns out to be a murder mystery with the dragon was there, the end, and the dragon's not even in the story, somebody might be ranting about it 20 years later. Um, so you, you want to make sure that you're setting up expectations correctly, otherwise you're gonna get one star slammed and your book's not gonna go anywhere. Plus, a poorly done Photoshop cover makes people think of those unedited, published too soon works that they've regretted reading and didn't think was worth the money. Um, sure, you can save money on the cover art, but you'll likely need to invest that much or more on ads just to make up for the bad cover. Now, while you have lots of artistic control as when you hire your own artist, remember this, publishing houses usually keep the writers far away from the artists because like it or not, the writer is usually wrong about what the art should look like. Now, this doesn't mean they can't say, that doesn't happen in my book, that's horrible, or that's a spoiler, it shouldn't be on the cover. Um, a lot of times though, it's best to tell the artist what the book's about and see what they come up with. Especially if they're used to cover art, which is different than regular art. Um, hopefully they know the market. So let's, speaking of market, let's talk about ways to market or at least where to market your self-published book. Um, now, you can't get into stores as easily as traditionally published books. Traditionally published, ship them out, and all the major bookstores, you know, stock your stuff. Getting that sort of reach is almost impossible for small published, small presses or self-published works. But you have all of the internet and everyone you meet. so. With enough elbow grease and hard work, you can get in front of just as many faces or more, especially if you go viral, the dream. So first, let's talk about online ways to market your books. This is more of a list of places. Um, Facebook, you've got the ads, you can do like a live reading. One panelist suggested doing a live reading a week out and then a different selection on the day of. You can um, talk about your book on Twitter, on Instagram. Bookbub was suggested, although better for books two and three. Um, and of course, your mailing list or, you know, letting your colleagues or your friends and family know about your book. Um, 
remember that emailing lists uh, are subject to spam laws, so make sure that you're not spamming people. Second place to look, offline, live events, um, tables at conventions and festivals and, you know, that sort of thing, school fairs. Um, readings and autograph sessions, uh, especially if paired with other people who have a different following just to overlap, and especially if they're in busy areas where people might walk by and hear you reading or see you sitting there with a pile of books and wonder what this is about. Um, and for live events, you might also want to look into business cards or um, uh, bookmarks, uh, different cards are suggested for different audiences or sales approaches. Um, a cozy cat mystery, one for, you know, people who love cozies and one for people who love cats, who knows. Um, maybe different cards for agents and publishers versus readers, they need different information, really. Um, and one person said they, they also have like an editing service, I think and they have nothing on the back for wealthy customers, and they have shiny cards with a cover on the back for their fans. Um, now, so we've talked about offline, we've talked about in person, now let's talk about the other nebulous thing everywhere, networking. Be happy to make connections even if they don't result in sales. If someone is looking for a book and yours isn't a good fit, suggest someone else's work if you know that it's what they're looking for. If you write about cats and the person's not really a cat person, you're like, well, do you like robots? My friend so-and-so has this great robot book. I think you would love it. Um, and by doing that, you, show, you tell them about your book and you recommend the book they do like, and then if their friend is looking for a cat book, they'll think of you or your friend who you gave the reference to will be like, hey, and you know, um, uh, not retribution, what's the nicer version of that? You know what I'm saying. Um, because when you are happy to suggest other works to other people, then people have those positive vibes towards you and are happy to work with you rather than seeing you so much as competition. Because people can read two books. It's not us or them. So now, if you're going to a convention, especially if you're an introvert, get there early. It can be easier if you get there before the crowds are at full, full blast and introduce yourself around to the people sitting at the tables near you. So A, they'll become familiar faces, and if you're new to that convention or new to tabling in general, tell them. Be open to advice. So many people in this industry are welcoming and happy to show a new face around. Self-publishing is a brave choice and a tough road to walk. Best of luck to finding your audiences to all my writer friends, no matter who publishes you or if you've been published yet. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. And I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.